What's up, everybody? Jim Cavell here from Influencer, and I have Shannon Terry from On3 and our special guest for this new episode of Lever Up Podcast, and that's Will Levis, quarterback for the University of Kentucky. And Will, you know, we're recording this the day after um, your big game, your big win down in the swamp. You're now 2-0 and against Florida. You beat them up in Lexington last year. And we're going to get into your story, but I got to start. Like, how are you feeling right now off to a 2-0 start uh, with a big win like that under your belt? Feels good. Obviously, you want to take it one week at a time, but we knew we had that big one in week two down at Florida. And uh, we took care of business week one. But as soon as that game ended, we focused our um, focus kind of right on to Florida the week after that. But, I mean, we've been gaming – game planning for them since the start of fall camp and our offensive coordinator and, and all of our coaches have been thinking about what we wanted to do and how we were going to handle uh, the game. And uh, so glad we were able to go down there and take care of business. No doubt. Hey, so we were talking uh, before we got started, uh, tell everyone what time you got home last night. I think everyone finds this kind of, you know, <laughs> off, you know, this kind of stuff really fascinating. What time did you get home? Uh, I didn't get into my apartment here until about quarter past 3 a.m. last night. And it was just funny because, I mean, I had all these people back here on campus telling me, like, oh, you got to come celebrate. You got to come here. You got to do that. And I was like, uh, not going to happen. Like, we're not going to get back here till, uh, till late, late. But, uh, I mean, we celebrated on our own on the plane back and got here, got our rest and got in the facility and got what we uh, needed to do today to get ready for next week. But, um Hey, that's how it is. Awesome. I, I, I guess I'll kick us off here. So um, Jim and I talked about you this week, and the thing that kind of really came up were was that you're a different cat, no pun intended. You know, entrepreneur focus. You come from an entrepreneur family. Um, you know, you, you've really done a really good job um, on the education side. NIL coming to fruition now has to be just an absolute dream for you. Uh, someone that takes entrepreneurship and performance uh, on the field at the same time uh, with the same veracity. So talk a little bit about that balance. Yeah, I mean, I've always been someone who's wanted to make sure that I am doing the best that I can and being the best that I can be in all parts of my life, whether it's my academics, my athletics, my social life, um, getting to college, wanted to wanted to be in the business school and really just got into finance because it was kind of the hardest program that uh, I could get into and I wanted to take on that challenge but um, I kind of took it head on and uh, being a business mind it's something that's always I think come a little easier to me and just kind of how I'm wired but um, when the NIL opportunities came into play I, I knew that I was going to be able to use kind of my mindset and how I'm wired to my advantage to make the plays and uh, to use the field um, in the best way possible to make sure that once I leave college, I can look back and make sure that I did it right. And there's definitely some kind of trials and tribulations throughout the, the whole process, but it's been a lot of fun. And um, throughout all the people that I've been connected with and all the people that have helped me along the way, I've, uh, I've made clear to them that I want to be uh, kind of in tune with everything that's going on with me and the, the deals or just the different kind of situations that have been 
brought to the table for me. And that's been really fun for me um, because of my background in finance and kind of just how I'm wired and how I just want to make sure that everything that I do, I'm doing to the best of my ability. I mean, here's the thing, Shannon, like I, I met Will for the first time, I think it was 2018, Will, um, and I was at Penn State speaking to the football team. Coach Franklin had me in. You guys have just added influencer. And, you know, from that moment through even 2020, uh, we did some things on Zoom together to help raise money for a, a nonprofit initiative you were working on at State College. You've always been an initiative taker. Um, some other things have fallen into place with NIL happening to come to fruition the same year you become QB1 at Kentucky. But in your head, you always really believe you were QB1. You believe in yourself to be QB1. And you pursued that belief all the way to a transfer portal decision that, that brought you to Kentucky. But it's all kind of culminated um, in the last like 18 months. And so just talk about that aspect. I think a lot of people don't understand, like your journey um, is, is part of your maturity and your ability to handle big moments like last night in the swamp and your ability to also not let NIL overshadow the main thing, which is of course being the leader of your team. Like there's a lot of things that have been bred in you to get you to this point today that have really made you who you are. Yeah, it's kind of like, how coaches tell you that when your moment comes to you, you got to be ready for it, you know? And um, I, I kind of had the mindset and the confidence that I was going to be a starting quarterback and I was going to be the one to lead my team and to be the guy um, and to lead the, the organization, the, the team to, to big wins. And regardless of the situation that I was in, whether it was the fifth string quarterback or the second string quarterback or the starting quarterback, um, I always carried myself in the same way and I always made sure that I, I kind of had the right mindset and I think I've just improved in that mindset ever since I started college as well. And um, for me to get the opportunity to go out and to get the job and to be kind of that leader that I had always wanted to be, uh, I mean everyone wants to be a leader, but I always tried to be one whether I was the second string or the last string like I said. but it becomes a little more real and it becomes a little more different when you actually are kind of named that starter and are you and you're put in that position to really go out there and to um, be the guy that your team turns to. And um, when that opportunity come to me, came to me, I, I knew that I was ready for it because of how I kind of prepared for that moment. And Jim talked about how we met early in the, in the, in that year at Penn State. And even though I wasn't in the position that I am now as a starter, um, he helped me kind of realize that I needed to carry myself and to build my brand in a way so that when the big moment came to me that I was able to capitalize on that, both as a player and as an influencer on the social platform as well. And um, throughout the years, I've kind of been able to realize how to best represent myself on that front. and. It's been even more important with uh, how NIL has developed throughout the past year, and I'm very grateful for those opportunities. Will, you're you're obviously leading the Cats on the football field. How are you leading uh, as it relates to NIL in the locker room? Because because I'm sure a lot of the a lot of your teammates are coming to you. You know, talk a little about how that that's working. It's 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 very very important as the person on the team who is 
pro not probably, but definitely getting a little more attention on that side than other people as the starting quarterback and as someone who brands probably see with my following or just with my place in the scope as someone who um, they might want to have represent their brand. And I have to understand that there are people on the team who aren't going to get those same opportunities. And when the, when the NIL rules came into place, there were those questions about how it might affect locker rooms, how some guys might be getting deals that other guys think that they might um, be deserving of. And we made that very clear as a team up front. And with our culture, I think it was very easy to approach the whole process in a way so that it wasn't going to affect how other guys uh, were going to see the things that I'm doing. And I've been able to kind of handle that by bringing other guys into relationships with the people that I've been able to make relationships with to bring them along on certain deals or, or to do deals in a way that involves other players to kind of keep that relationship positive. And, and um, that's why I'm so kind of grateful because of for how I've handled it and how, for how our team has handled it. Um, because there hasn't been any of that animosity that I've heard that there is happening in some other locker rooms. And I'm um, just so glad that it's been able to play out that way. But um, it's definitely a kind of a touch and go kind of situation. You don't want to go at it too hard. But at the same time, I want to kind of make sure that I'm taking advantage of the opportunities that do come to me. Um, but I don't want it to affect our team and our ultimate goal as a team. So, so it sounds like your culture in your locker room is good. Touch on Coach Stoops and and how he's addressed the team and and played a role in that. Yeah, he's definitely an uh, old school guy when it comes to this, and I think all these coaches, um, it's it's all very new to them. And while they do understand that these are opportunities that we kind of have to jump at and have to capitalize on, um, they want to make sure that we are doing it in a mature way that um, isn't going to affect. Uh, the culture of the team. And um, I think that all of us as a team have done a great job at, uh, at, at adhering to those wishes of Coach Stoops. And um, there's, 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 there's a lot of things going on in the NIL space, whether it's the recruiting side or it's kind of the natural side of current players representing brands for um, advertisements and endorsements. And um, I think that for me, as someone whose ultimate goal is to play at the next level, it's been important to kind of keep in mind that if I'm going to put myself in the best position to be received as someone who really truly cares about football and football first, um, I'm not going to be spending too, too much time and too, too much energy on the NIL space and gaining as much attention and uh, money right now um, because I know that the, the payoffs for the ultimate goal are going to exceed what can be gained at this point. Yeah, I think, you know, what's interesting, Shannon, when you look at how on three does its valuations for, you know, student athletes, and then you look at, you know, performance, right? And there's a performance rating influence, there's an influence rating and then exposure. Um, right now, the exposure for you will is really high. And so anything you do, especially like last night, your value is going to explode just from a moment like last night. Now, on the other side, if it goes a different direction, your value can go a different way. I, I believe uh, last week, Shannon, on threes, NIL valuations for Anthony Richardson doubled 
from his win uh, over Utah. I'm sure it's back down a little bit from his loss last night. Like that's just reality performance. And then the exposure of these moments is huge. And so for you really NIL is, is not about necessarily taking a bunch of initiative right now on social and growing your influence. It really is about just ball. And so I think that has to make coach Stoops and the team feel really good. And I know you, you're not really doing a lot of activity right now either during the season, you're focused. Talk about that decision. Cause in the off season, in the summer, you were doing a bunch with NIL. You came to our summit, you went to a few really awesome events. Maybe you could tell the story about going uh, to, uh, to the match in Vegas. You did some really fun stuff, but like that's over. You're focused on football right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the off season's different. And during the season, you wanna make sure that you're focused on ball. And also I know that a lot of the commitments that I made in the off season, I still have outstanding kind of agreements that I have to adhere to throughout the season. And those are things that I needed to stay on top of. Um, even though I might've signed those contracts a couple months ago, those social posts that these companies are asking for um, to, to their expertise and smart of them, they, they want us to be posting throughout the season. So I kind of had to sit down with my representatives and the people that I work with and to see kind of the companies that I need to be doing these promotional posts for throughout the season. And I realized that it's, it's, uh, it's a couple dozen of these types of, and a, I don't really feel comfortable taking on too many of these. And that's kind of why I've taken a step back with um, really pushing forward on that front. But the off season was a lot of fun. And uh, w with the first off season of, as college athletes to really experience these type of things, um, my, my really drive and what drives me as, as, a, as a person and as a student athlete is I want to make the most of my opportunities and I want to have a great life. I want to live a fun life. I want to live life to the fullest. That's my why, while at the same time making sure that I'm preparing myself as an athlete, as a student, uh, to put me in the best position to bring me to my ultimate goal, which is to play at the next level. And that, that provided me a lot of really cool opportunities, like, like you said, to go to the match um, to go to the Masters and uh, to do some really cool NIL stuff that I think that were really unique and um, that kind of turned a lot of heads and to use my charisma and my personality to my advantage to, to help these other companies um, and at the same time helping myself and, and my image and my brand. But um, like you said, right now, I'm not really looking uh, too much to, to do anything new. Um, because I do know that I have some outstanding stuff that I have uh, committed to for these other companies. But um, you never know. I mean, I'm keeping myself open. And if there's some no-brainers that, that, that come about, um, those are the things that – those decisions that I have to have to make to, as the season goes. But um, for now, my main focus is on ball. And I'm, I'm lucky enough to put myself in a position where – I'm finishing my master's right now this semester and my class schedule isn't, isn't too arduous that I have to be spending too much time on school, even though I, that is one of my priorities, but I am able to just mostly focus on bettering myself as a football player. So calling a spade a spade here, you had a monster win talked about nationally. And, you know, we, we talked to the collectives. We, we, you know, we have a big network here and there's no question that donations go into collectives on big wins. They, they work around that. Uh, no question your valuation is gonna absolutely grow 
um, you know, after after this past weekend. So how do you, how do you look at that? You know, I, we expect that there will be a lot more deal flow coming your way. You know, are you are you ready for that? And and can you maintain that balance uh, going forward? Yeah, I'm I'm not really too tuned in into what kind of our university's uh, collective situation is. Um, to be honest, I don't really even know that we have one. I mean, you hear a yeah. lot of people talking about um, these deals about either recruits or transfers and how much money they're getting, this and that. Um, but I'm really more focused on the organic kind of um, real deals that uh, NIL was truly kind of developed for. And um, I think that just as a, as a person that representing that represents these brands and how I'm going to represent brands in, in my future as a professional athlete, I'm using it as an opportunity to show my worth to these brands and to show how I'm able to effectively um, advertise for these people uh, in the correct manner. But um, really uh, not too much focus on the, the collective kind of uh, standpoint. You know, I think that's interesting point, you know, you are also part of the 1% of NIL now that has not just an agent, but a pretty high level agency representing you and not, not, you know, many athletes are going to have that opportunity. I think the biggest difference between pro and college is college athletes generally don't have agents and all of them don't have a players association, which makes it harder to do NIL, right? We talked about yep. that a lot at the NIL summit from stage. Um, you have representation, you had a lot of different firms want to represent you for NIL, you chose one. And, you know, that has to at least offset some of even the demand coming from a win like last night, like, you don't have to necessarily filter all those requests. And even with fulfillment, like you said, you signed contracts before that you have to fulfill, you have some help with the fulfillment of the deals too. So the deal making and fulfillment comes with some assistance from, from a firm. Yeah. I mean, that, that helps me so much for a brand to reach out to me and for me to just hand an email out and be like, Hey, have this person handle it. I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that. And if, and if they're, and my representatives are, are looking at it and think that, and they're on the same page as me and they think that it is a uh, an opportunity that makes sense for me and my goals because we're on the same page, then we'll take it a step further. But if not, I don't have to hear about it again. So, I mean, that's just one kind of less thing that I have to worry about. And um, I know some people have signed with agencies, some, some haven't. But for me, I think that uh, to have representatives on my side that I trust and I know um, that have my best interests at heart and know where my priorities are at. Um, it's able to help me kind of maintain my focus on the main thing, which is like we said before, just playing good ball. And I think just for listeners and viewers, like it's not as much as you might think with, you know, the big time agencies coming down into NIL, there's a risk that the big agencies feel in working with football or basketball players. Will, you're not signed to an agency as a pro, right? Like you're signed to get help with NIL. And that's something, Shannon, that I think is pretty interesting about NIL is just how the agencies have tried to figure it out. And uh, for you, Will, you know, from last year when you hadn't played a game yet as QB1 at Kentucky to this year, uh, you've only had more attention from, from the agents. Yeah. And uh kind of starting the process of, of vetting agencies for both on-field representation and marketing and just 
financial advisors. It's it's a whole new space, and I'm, I'm I'm glad that I was able to dive into that before the season started and to make the connections that I wanted to, um, and to have the conversations that I wanted to have before the season started so that I wasn't having these people kind of hitting me up left and right and trying to plead their case for me. Um, I was glad I was able to kind of get that out all out of the way, but um, these companies that kind of, that do represent people on the professional level, I think some of them jumped in kind of right when NIL became a thing, some waited back and wanted to see the the space mature a little bit before they um, took initiative in it. But um, I'm really seeing that affect uh, my decision on, on the next front. I think there's a bunch of people that are able to do a lot of great things, um, both on this level and the level uh, above here. And obviously there's no contract negotiation agents uh, at the college level. It's just marketing for NIL. And um, I've been able to make some really great connections um, that have been able to help me make that decision a lot easier when the time comes to to make a final decision after the season. Will, are there, you know, NIL is confusing for a lot of people. You know, it's, there's, there's a lot of, uh, un, you know, it's unclear in a lot of ways. Are there any rule changes as it relates to NIL that you would like to see, you know, or, or do you feel that you're well represented and you have a really good handle, you know, on, on the space? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think for me, maybe, I don't know how it would happen logistically, but I think the universities, um, I think there could be more, um, people or programs in place to help these student athletes kind of attack this in the best way possible, opposed to kind of um, just telling them what is legal and what isn't legal and putting them all on themselves. It would be really cool to kind of see some sort of uh, process for, for learning for these student athletes, whether it's just in their freshman year when they first get here, to give them kind of an idea of what to expect in this space, because I think there's a lot of, a lot of kids that, um, might be starting and really don't know what they're doing and could be trusting people that shouldn't be trusted or, or doing things that could be getting them trouble um, that these universities could help with. But as I understand it, um, how the rules are right now, the universities are very limited in what they're able to provide for the student athletes, other than from a compliance standpoint and telling them what they can and can't do legally. So um, I think if there was just more kind of guidelines put in place, uh, through cer- certain type of rulings that the universities are able to provide to to help guide their student athletes in the right ways and to push them in the right direction. Um, that's one thing that I could think of. I don't know how easy that could be. I'm sure it would be kind of a hard thing to understand, but um, that's one thing that comes to mind. Well, and, and the reality is, is student athletes are very busy, right? They've already got classes. They've got a lot of responsibility between film and workouts, playing, practicing as an athlete. And a student athlete might need help when it comes to uh, an injury. And there's a team doctor that the school has that can help them through that injury. Student athlete might need help with something academically and you can get a tutor. But yet with NIL, if you have a question about a contract, unless you have an agent, there's really nobody that can help you through that. And I think you are seeing other schools in states that don't have um, such, you know, serious limitations on school involvement start to add either full-time staff or uh, a contracted organization that has full-time employees that are on campus and able to help do some of the things that your agent does for you. But for all student athletes, 
you know, answering a contract question, helping them negotiate a contract. Once they've signed a contract, helping them fulfill the deal. And I, I think you're right. Like that is a huge void. Um, 2022 and especially 2023 are going to add that. Um, and so I, I think, you know, my question to you would be um, from a standpoint of networking at the NIL summit or talking to other student athletes at other schools in the SEC or even your former schools, Penn State, like what are some, some differences you've seen or some stories of note that you've heard of that are interesting about NIL so far? I think it probably roots itself in the creativity of the individual. I think that there's a lot of student athletes with a great base, um, great following. Um, and like we talked about before, your, your true value in NIL is rooted in your performance on the field, on the court or what have you. Um, but they just might not have the, the resources at hand or the, or just kind of the, the finesse, um, to, to use and to create these, these kind of promotions for, for these companies. Cause that's pretty, that's pretty much what NIL has come down to is just kind of social media promotion for these, uh, different brands. And if it's just kind of a video of you standing in front of a camera, kind of telling these people to go do something rather than having a strategy, a creative strategy with a team to go and to make a production, to, to make people more likely to follow the initiative that you're set out front to do um, and to get people to, to buy into to what, you're, what the campaign is really aiming to do. Um, that's probably uh, the most important thing. I think a lot of the people that I met at the NIL Summit, they were just so creative in, in the different, different initiatives that they, they took on and in uh, most of them, it was just kind of on their own. And they just kind of had this kind of innate ability to create content that people are encapsulated by. Um, and some people that uh, comes naturally to, and some people it's not, and that's just kind of the way it is. But um, if there's kind of things put in place or people are surrounded by the right people to help them understand those things, um, once they're able to, to use those tools and to create that content, that is most beneficial for these companies to to use and to promote that's really where the value comes in and what they're really looking for at the end of the day will before we let you go today um this this is a platform that we want to use to to help athletes okay and so you know right now you you are at the top of the top as it relates to quarterbacks so think back right now what would you tell uh, the elite high school quarterbacks right now. I mean, they're, they're, you know, with their dominoes fall, it, it's all the recruiting. It's, it's, it sets the stage for everything uh, right now in team building. How, what would you, how would you address um, these high school athletes, these elite quarterbacks when looking for a school, you know, how much of an emphasis on the support system NIL um, you've got a lot of experience in that now. How do you look at it now versus how you looked at it coming out of school? I think it's just being the best that you can be in all that you can do. I think that if you're someone who's just focused on football or just focused on your sport and you want to be the best you can be athletically at that position, um, sure, you're going to get scholarship offers and you're going to get attention to go play at the next level and you're going to be a great player. But if you're able to embrace all the other things that are put into your lap, whether it's academics or the um, – your social life even, and just the ability to communicate with other people and the friends that you make, 
Um, if you're able to be just a, a diverse human being who is just multifaceted and um, are able to communicate with other people and to um, promote yourself as an individual that people want to represent, um, it's not going to take away from the, the effort that you put into at your athletic level, um, even though that should be something that is at the forefront of your mind. If you're someone who, uh, who's just a great person at the end of the day, you're going to put yourself in a great position uh, for success, both athletically, in NIL, and in anything that you, you're going to do after college sports. I love it, man. I love it. I, I think, you know, what's so fun about you, Will, is I know you live that. And I think that that's why it's worked for you at Kentucky. I mean, you uh, just were sharing an NIL deal with your offensive lineman for dinner right before you got here, right? Talking about, you know, really doing things as a team. And a lot of people said NIL was going to ruin locker rooms, but NIL doesn't ruin locker rooms. People will ruin locker rooms. And yep. you're a great person without NIL. Before NIL, you were a great person. Before you were QB1, you were a great person. And now you just happen to be a great person who's also a QB1 and doing NIL right. I think for people watching and listening, that's what you got to understand. NIL is just another part of the overall college athletics experience that's now possible. And uh, okay. I love watching how you've added that, you know, to, to your persona. So well done. Thank you so much. I mean, just trying to keep being who I am and to be the best that I can be in all things that I can do. And uh, in the NIL spaces, even though that's something new, um, I, I kind of get it. And I want to make sure that I just continue to, to do it the right way just like I try to do it the right way on the field as a person, as a student and everything else that I do. Congratulations. And in the weight room, man, in the weight room and on the <laughs> golf course. You Heck yeah. I, the golf course I, recently. I gotta, I gotta improve there for sure, but I'm getting better. You probably did don't you have time. The, uh, you don't have time for that. <laughs> well, did you watch the, the PGA championship? Yeah, I did. Yes. So was it fun for you to watch the hole where the dance floor, the par three where the dance floor is on its own little peninsula and there's nothing but water in between the tee box? Because I do have a video of you hitting that shot better than some yep. of the pros uh, at Eastlake. We might have to show that, Josh, producer uh, of the show. We might have to show that clip. Can we have your permission? To show that yeah i mean granted our, our i was for the show i wasn't i don't know where the, where the where the championship tees were at but i think i was only 160 <laughs> out where the one 210 out but i did get that in for par put it to about 15 feet and hit a terrible putt but hey i stuck it and that's all that matters <laughs> i love it well thanks for joining us brother it's good to see you good luck the rest of the season i appreciate it thanks for having me we appreciate you tuning in to the Lever Up podcast available right now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So make sure you subscribe and make sure you subscribe to both the On3 and Influencer YouTube channels where you can catch all the video content, cut-ups, mash-ups from all of the Lever Up podcasts. And of course, follow us on Twitter and Instagram as well at On3 and at Influencer. Thank you so much for tuning in today and stay tuned for more great guests to come on the Lever Up podcast.